2: guys how are you thank you for coming and listening if you're listening thank you for joining me cassie and also sophie why am i talking like this who knows
0: (laughs) we actually haven't we haven't introduced ourselves in a really long time i'm cassie delaney podcaster extraordinaire
1: voice talent sophie white i'm jenna Dwy york love it oh it's been a while it's been a minute since we've done that true it has
2: now, here's a question. Can you hear my fan on my laptop doing 90? Not
1: Is that a problem? No, no, no. Is no,
2: no. everything a fucking problem?
1: Yes.
0: Nothing works anymore. Percent.
1: What's the story? Um, my brain is just over. Like, it once was, and now it is over.
2: Dust. Dust. Or I've ooze. been sitting
1: at this desk in this exact position for, I'd say, three days now. Look at this. This is my ev- stack of plates from my every meal for the last however long, 36 hours.
2: Guys, we are doing it. We're here. We're Just isolating. Every- yep. Here, by the way, before I uh, continue, have I introduced you to my uh, my little friend? Say hello to my little what friend. What is it?
0: It looks like something that you pick. you're picking at your skin or your teeth or something. It is.
2: It's a tiny little between the teeth car wash flosser thingy Sophie okay. get, a, get into it it is oh guys. So,
0: but like do you not find it smells really bad when you
2: pull that out ew give it a it, little whiff it shouldn't not me Cass because I'm in there constantly there's nothing okay, that could get enough, in there yeah. in the interim <laughs> there's just every one of my teeth gaps are filled with one of those little pipe cleaners but you can I tell you very religious pricey about it very well, proud hashtag, hashtag that time, wellness I, I ate a croissant and lost a tooth i think it's time to take dental hygiene seriously very <laughs> seriously
0: this has been but such a
1: journey you for you been de- no no i've known jen for a long time and she has been taking dental hygiene too seriously for a long mm. long time that might you might be right about that from too flossing seriously. with your hair since yeah. you were a teenager yeah. Now I've though in a very general good mood, strong ordered, hair though. ordered myself something and she has very strong hair very healthy. Mm. Do you know what I ordered myself? Pray tell. Is it a
0: is it a popular toothbrush brand that we should not name that? Um, <laughs> yes. You used a discount code off someone. <laughs> minorly famous to buy
2: Sorry, it's this spotlight teeth brush why aren't they coming near us to get into it. is it because of me and my dental oral hygiene stories
0: i well whatever it is whatever the reason i think we can safely
1: assume it's because of you <laughs>
0: yeah
2: <laughs> it's just unfair we have a whole butter poo episode to put others off who have been put off by me before people or who after. would
1: definitely need to clean their teeth after listening to that episode Guys, it mm-hmm. just it every day it shocks
2: me further that people
1: don't want to get involved with us. <laughs> um, what I bought was um an expert dental pick scaler and oh, oh yeah Oh my god, I have a full have, boner. Yeah, I knew it. I knew that wouldn't be a semi for you, Jen, but a full erect chode. Tell me um, everything. I just I have like plaque behind my bottom teeth and Sometimes I can real go after it with my, uh, you know, just fingernails. But ever since the shellac, I just couldn't. I couldn't jeopardize the shellac.
2: Are you telling me you can
1: pick it off? Yeah. Ha-
0: if it's fresh, with some like difficulty. If you get it. If you get it in a day or
2: two, but oh, if it's like if it's fun. okay, if on. it's settled, I don't understand. Is this the white picker stuff or is it the brown?
1: It's halfway oh, like between plaque. those two things.
2: I don't think I've allowed any to form no, on my teeth. No, you absolutely or-
1: haven't. No, you definitely haven't. Your mouth um, is home to nothing except uh, unwarranted dental equipment. Absolutely. And shellac <laughs> uh, removal techniques. So uh, what
2: are you going to do? Is this thing like a, a kind of a, a very tiny drill? It's or a what tiny
1: it? ice pick. It's a tiny curved pick and with that special little, uh, little roundy dentist mirror. Oh! <gasps> I know. I've got the mirror. I'm so excited to see what these disgusting back of my bottom teeth look like. Oh,
2: I'm fucking so jealous right now. You've no idea. This is you like be. a be, uh, cradle crap. Gate or mm. This is worth having another baby for, just so you can scale their head with your fingernails.
1: Cassie, oh, Sonny is just wrestling me off his head at the moment. It's so need annoying. a
2: small one, a one that can't move. I know. I anyway, got into him much earlier. Okay, sorry. Do we have a? I have one? a. I have a great one. It, this is unconfirmed,
1: Ooh, but love that.
2: you know how, okay, we, we all remember the storming of the White House. Jesus. Yes. yeah. We sadly might, if you were like me, accidentally watched a woman die on Twitter. Oh, fuck. Would not advise You seem that. to
0: always fall into the accidentally watching someone
2: die. Yeah, I don't know. I, I. It was terrible. Anyway, she's dead. We knew that. She was the first to go. Then it, t- it transpired that a few other people had died of medical reasons medical things what we knew so we know about a a policeman who was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher by one of the protesters went ahead and died after that
1: very sad then protesters no no what are they called terrorists rioters criminals yeah sure
2: so uh, that guy died very sad Uh, another guy one of the rioters also dead guess how you must you must have heard this no no okay he arrived to the place right fully stocked he had um, a taser in his pocket he had pepper spray on him he was kind of kit out in all the gear right and the maga jumper and the whole kit and caboodle so wasn't he then he threw the leg up to get over uh, I think into a window and didn't that motion set off the taser in his pocket which then tasered his testicles okay oh
1: yes no oh my then, god deserved
2: absolutely but then he fell from the initial tasering and oh, no. the position that he fell in meant that the tasering kind of pressed on that whatever button trigger and he was tasered in then eventually into death tasered <gasps> into demise until his heart oh, stopped god. beating and then that i said the darwin award oh, right well that's exactly right sophie that's a Darwin Award, but not only that. But then I thought, is that even possible? Can you just die by things happening to your balls? And apparently the answer is yes. Want to hear the story? Uh, this isn't. This is a quick one. Chinese man died of shock. Right, big fight over a parking spot uh, with a lady, and oh, things we've got in there. Yes, things came to a head, and didn't she then reach down and grab a hold of his bollocks? and she squeezed so hard he had a heart attack and died in her hand <laughs> i mean it was sad but it's true so so the, the background here is apparently you uh,
1: you're testing what if there was some terrible thing that happened that meant rigor mortis set in on those testicles really fast and through some kind of like strange shape of the flesh and the balls, became like fastened vice-like to her hand. Yeah, I it's mean, a big mental reach what I'm making there. But I'm do you want to hear
2: about? Uh, so this urologist was contacted for a quote, and he said, "Yes, the testicles are exquisitely sensitive to touch." Jesus, <laughs> like, he's a, a testicle hilarious. fan, is he? So he said, and there's a huge release of adrenaline when there's access excessive force applied to these organs so that so a heart attack could certainly result from severe testicular pain or squeezing
1: oh my god i mean that is good to know he had a the sec- it coming the first guy did like let's not use that information for evil but you know it is stick it over the ear stick it over an ear you might never know when you need it
2: do you think you could induce a heart attack that way and leave no trace
0: yeah, probably. I, I mean, I think that there are. This goes back to what we we said in, for several uh, th- several dozen <laughs> episodes ago, that <laughs> there must be a way that people are committing murder and getting away with it, and it's something that will induce a heart attack. Because I, it's women. How cast. often is it just? Yeah, but how often is it? It's just recorded like a heart, like unexplained heart heart attack. I mean, are they ever really explained? Other than if you've got like really high cholesterol or a blockage or something that's it but like there must be something there's some way that people are killing, killing with- excessive. yeah squeezing a man's testicles yeah. with excessive force seems to do it as does i think injecting air into an artery yeah. it does
1: it certainly yeah. does
2: yeah uh, very hard to detect that wouldn't it be finding some i'd
1: air. say so It'd i feel be like really hard to prove like you might be able to find the needle Mm. Mark,
0: Pock,
2: Mark.
1: Wait, yeah. I have well, an like, idea. Im-
2: Do you ever get a puncture in your bicycle tire, and you put the inner tube underwater? Yes. And yeah. you see if a bubble comes out. I mean, all now I'm I think if you
0: squeezed a person underwater, there's there's other holes, that the air will come out of. Well, you could infect your pores that would all come out of that. body.
2: <laughs> Look, it was it was just an option. It was just an idea. Just
0: uh, just fill them with air, squeeze them in a swimming pool murder solved if we take every person who's had a heart attack and squeeze them underwater we'll know
1: do it to alive people and just in in court in your defense just be like I was just checking that they weren't punctured
0: maybe that's your defense when you squeeze someone's testicles and squeeze them to death Mm. yes but you must
2: be near or adjacent to a body of water
1: or you're a trainee urologist
2: Now we're sucking diesel. mm,
1: There you go. Uh, What creeps are we on the menu this evening? I
0: have the, uh, continuing on from my creeps from last week, I have a really good story of when Reddit solved the internet. It was the one that I was quite long and I didn't tell it last time. And I said I'd save it for the live, but then I told stories of the time (laughs) the world was supposed to end, but didn't.
1: (laughs) Excellent. I like the sound of that. I have, um, I feel that I have been Dwelling in darkness mm. for a, a long, a long stretch. I've been on a real roll. And mm-hmm. so you've,
0: you've gone deep, really deep, like bottom of the
1: barrel, disgusting deep. Yeah, I think I've gone. you're going to tell us you're coming out of it. Yeah, I want to say that I've got a real classy story today. Oh. Um, and it's about the dictionary. Oh, I oh I'm love very this. learned, don't you know, Loving cultured.
2: This. My story, I thought this documentary was coming out back in November. So I was waiting for the documentary to come out on Netflix before I told the creep. But sure, it never appeared. But I think it went on to US Netflix. My story is the story of one man and his killdozer. Ooh. His killdozer? This Gold man dozer. got pushed too far.
1: Oh. Right. Oh God, they all sound fascinating.
2: No, very light on... No, no, I'll say no more, actually, about mine. Uh, Cassie, you got to take us away.
0: Yeah, right. OK, so this is the story of one of the uh, best instances of Reddit and armchair sleuths solving an age old mystery. So this all started in June t- 1995 when there was a car accident in which two men were killed. So one man was identified as Michael Hager. He was a 21-year-old University of South Carolina student. But he had, uh, he, this, the passenger was a hitchhiker he had picked up. Mm. And in the car crash, they'd crash, Michael had potentially fallen asleep at the wheel and crashed into a tree, which resulted in some pretty bad injuries to both their faces. So it was impossible to identify the passenger. But the passenger had a couple of different interesting things on his person. That made this a, a really interesting case. The hitchhiker,
1: so, yeah, the hitchhiker, right? And they were both so, dead. The driver was dead as well.
0: Both dead. Okay. So they could they could say that he was between sixteen and twenty one years old. He had dark blonde hair or light brown hair. He had a homemade tattoo of a star on his left arm, hey, potentially a stick fuck. and poke. That's gonna um, be me this week. <laughs> But he had some interesting things in his pocket. So he had a note that said to Jason, sorry, we had to go see you around. Caroline O. and Caroline T. Yeah. It had a phone number on the note with a 914 prefix. Um, So this the, the car accident was in uh, Virginia, by the way. Hmm. Uh, but there was no area code. But he also had two ticket stubs to a Grateful Dead concert at... FK stadium in washington dc one for the 24th of june 1994 and one for june 25th 1995 so the day before the car accident so they couldn't um get any other information about this this passenger so he became known because of the grateful dead ticket stubs he became known as the grateful doe yeah. an unidentified Missing or unidentified person that we're never able to match up in um, in any sort of system. Isn't it so amazing at the time that the Grateful Dead were still going <laughs> in 1995? Like it was one of their last. It was their last placement. years of touring, I think. Um, so the at the time obviously in 1995 no social media and uh, internet technology still in its infancy a utopia so, basically I, uh, I, uh, do you remember we used to play outside oh. Um, oh God, yeah we used to knock around on people's doors and say are you coming out to play remember every um,
1: single photograph everyone's eyes were red <laughs> yeah i miss that
0: from the flash
1: and everyone in the looked flash outside. so impossibly shit like amazingly shit. <laughs> I yeah but you know too.
0: what do you know what is also wonderful about that is that they are pictures you're referring to that are printed out and stored in a box somewhere mm-hmm. because they don't live on the internet yeah. for all to see at any <sighs> given moment. The They're privacy. just in the albums in the middle press in Mammy's room. Um so at the time of his passing no real internet presence. And so there was nowhere for these cold case enthusiasts to meet. Mm. Um So he's kind of like just sort of fell off the radar, just like a classic cold case. What do you do with a cold case before the Internet? Well, luckily, because of the intrigue with the notes and the ticket stubs, it was a case that wasn't forgotten. And when Reddit kind of grew in popularity, it was one of the cases that popped up. Um, So much so that a a Reddit thread called Grateful Doe was organized where um, information was shared one of the interesting things about this case is because of the damage done to his face, they didn't have, uh, they didn't have any uh, pictures of the scene, but instead an artist reconstructed um, what, he thought the, what he thought the passenger might have looked like based on his bone structure. And in January 2015, a moderator of the Grateful Doe Reddit thread called Grey Metal published a post to Imgur, Jen's favorite website, um titled do you recognize me I have been without a name for nearly 20 years do you know me died in a car accident on June 26 1995 estimated 16 to 25 years old Um, 5 foot 8 tall 169 pounds brown eyes and shoulder length dark blonde hair uh, dyed red dark blonde hair dyed red home star tattoo on my left arm Hmm. um by the time this was shared on um this was shared on reddit in january 2015 right and uh there were a couple of different Re- there were a couple of different moderators on this page each sharing it to their own pages and going about sharing it around the internet and um, so the actual reddit thread has after. about twenty one thousand, no 20 T- 20 yeah. years 1995 2015 yeah 20 years later so um one of the moderators a girl called lila betts shared the image and received a message from a guy named steve in her inbox and steve said he recognized the guy in the composite sketches and thought he looked like one of his own roommates from illinois a guy named jason callahan Mm. so with the name jason callahan they went about trying to find jason's family to confirm Um, And eventually, they came across Shannon Callahan, who was Jason's half-sister. So Shannon said, I honestly started shaking. When I looked at the picture, it looked like my dad was looking back at me. He had the same face and even a lot of, like, my facial features, my forehead and the shape of my face. I knew in the moment, deep down, that had to be Jason. So Shannon offers to take a DNA test, and then um, she suggests taking a DNA test, but it would take months for them to get the results. But what really kind of set the case into motion was simultaneously across the internet, um, only a couple of days after it was posted and issued to the Reddit thread, it was on posted on Facebook. And by the 10th of January 2015, a woman named Margareta Evans posted on the Grateful Doe Facebook page OMG, this is my son, Jason <gasps> Callahan oh my from God. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I've been looking for him all this time with oh. no luck.
1: Oh Today, my
0: other son saw this Facebook page and after all the years of praying for him to just call me or come home. Oh. So Redditors, the people who were on the Facebook page and moderators acted really quick and were really smart here and hid the comment because they didn't want, it had like kind of hit mainstream media of like, do you know who this guy is? Or like Reddit are trying to solve this, this um 20 year old mystery so they wanted to protect this woman from loads of media inquiries before they were able to confirm whether it was her son or not
1: mm. and was so, she estranged from shannon or was shannon a half sister on another side
0: so shannon was a half sister so they shared a father
1: right gotcha
0: um so this is kind of like happening in tandem which is great and they're both saying it's this guy jason callahan oh my God. um so they went The moderators of the Facebook page and people who followed the case went on to Margareta's Facebook page to see was there any previous indication that she had a missing son. And she had loads of posts. So like in April 2013, she would posted that it would have been her son Jason's 36th birthday and that she missed him. He would have been 19 in 1995. um, And she just really wanted answers. So because Jason was a big fan of the Grateful Dead and kind of lived a nomadic lifestyle and following them around, mm. Margareta had filed missing a missing persons report, but hadn't filed it in the right constituency because she didn't know where he was mm. at the time of his death. Um, so in 2015, she filed another missing persons report um, in Virginia. Um S- stating that they hadn't filed it in Virginia before because they didn't know his whereabouts in 1995. Um, so that's what prompted then the police to get involved and to um, take DNA and take DNA against Jason, the against the passenger in the car. And just a, under a year after they had created the Reddit page, they had solved the mystery. Incredible. And in an updated oh injured post, they gave the full details
2: of how they had identified the Grateful Doe. Um, I'm just going to Google and his named him. his image. Because it, do you know what's fascinating? How accurate that drawing must have been. Uh, yeah,
0: so it is quite... Um, it is... Ver- I'm going to do a sc- I can share it here with you. It mm. is uh, very accurate.
2: Oh, wow. Measure. That's fucking accurate. Isn't it? Like, it looks like... A, sorry, it's, it's like a re... Rather than an illustration, it looks like a reproduction of an image. It's like a composite image, exactly. Yes,
0: put together by like digital artists. It's there in the chat. Um, yeah. So like, and it's it's really because he's quite distinct looking. Like he's got quite a long face. So um, yeah, and the and the the long hair that had been dyed red as well.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. It's just
0: amazing after twenty years of there being this cold case that people took an interest in it took it to um reddit and managed to solve it amazing. really quickly as well like the fact that like it was only a couple of days after it was posted to reddit that it got shared to facebook that margaretta evans came across it and was able to and it was son.
2: separately his mother and his, his half sister s- separately at the yeah. same time Isn't we're like amazing. oh that's jason, jason. that yeah.
1: reconstruction artist was like yes bingo in the bag I'm fucking good Ah. but like he obviously he did the
0: reconstruction he did the reconstruction in 1995 so like it sat as a cold case for 20 years just until these like grey matter and Layla Bates were like we love a bit of true crime Where's a cold? Where's what's a cold case we can get behind?
2: That's mad. So that image wasn't originally spread around the place. It's just it couldn't have had the reach. Well, it that was. The internet it had.
0: would have, but it just yeah, it didn't have the internet reach of Reddit and then Facebook and quickly taking off and Inger or whatever and things just kind of like trending and being upvoted. Like it's mm. wild, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Happy ending. Cool. Well,
2: I mean, could have been a better Sad, outcome, but
0: at least
1: there's closure there. That's it. Exactly,
2: yeah. and you can sort of in a and way. That is,
0: that's, it's sad but not tra- Like it's obviously very sad That he died in a car crash But like nothing more untoward Happened to him Like he wasn't murdered
2: mm. Exactly That we know of
0: No well the <laughs> other fella's is also dead You so implicating the wasn't.
2: dead driver <laughs> You never know So what happens What goes on Maybe
1: he grabbed your man's Testicles, testicles Absolutely viciously. Vicious. Maybe that's what was happening. And then the, the suing fight caused the car crash.
2: It is funny, isn't it? I'd say it's mad to be part of that gang, spreading it out, upvoting, kind of coming up with theories, and then it being solved with a yeah. real family and some real feelings. I'd say that's a bit strange you know what I mean? You're just like, oh I was just sort of playing Cluedo here in my imaginary computer. Yeah. But
1: it must feel amazing to actually like affect somebody's life and like however sad it is, bring something to them like. Absolutely.
2: Uh thanks Cassie. That was absolutely glorious. Yeah
0: welcome.
2: Uh lads, I'm frothing at the mouth here for the dictionary. The dictionary one. you want the
1: dictionary one. I really want it. Okay. Here we go. So, as I said, I'm trying to like mend my ways, get back on the straight and narrow. I've been on a dark path, and uh, I was like, I can't. Uh, I actually had something horrific, and I was like, I can't. I need to. I'm developing a reputation. <laughs> so, basically, have you ever given much? Give thought? us a little
0: sorbet, a creep cl- palate cleanser.
1: A palate cleanser. Um well. It is actually a callback to a story from a few weeks ago about the Gibbon twins in Broadmoor. Mm. There's a little Mm. Broadmoor connection for us here. Also, speaking of, did I tell you guys that one of our listeners got in touch and told me that she worked at Broadmoor? No. What? Yeah, not worked, like works. Works, I can't remember if it was present or past, but she worked or works there. Isn't that... Like, very small world and, or giant listenership huh? <laughs> it's a, it's <laughs> you decide <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> a little from column a, a little from column b so that's a
0: or it's a very dip. niche podcast that appeals to people who work in, broad in Broadmoor.
1: well i would love that i think that's probably the best mm-hmm. compliment one can pay a podcast mm-hmm. okay so have you guys ever given much thought to how dictionaries are made Never. And how Um, words are added. Not until this very moment. Exactly. Not until this very moment. So. um, Oh, glasses have gone on. Glasses have gone on for the reading. Um, Do you have actually a guess on how many entries are in the Oxford English Dictionary? 30,000.
0: Oh, Oh, God, no. I'd say more like 120,000.
1: 270,000 lads. Get the fuck out.
0: <gasps>
2: That's a lot. That
1: amazing? Considering
2: okay. we probably operate in the same 300 words a day. Yeah, just yeah. over and over again. Well, well I think order.
1: most people
0: do have like a vernacular of only maybe 400 words.
1: That's... What's the average? Do you know what the average amount of words we speak a day actually is? Yeah. I remember looking... Oh, you do? No, no. I, I'm, I'm I interested. I remember... T- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the way you said it was like yeah <laughs> of course I do um I was interested in this because um I read a brilliant book called Vox that was like it's a dystopian kind of novel about how um women in this book can only speak something like 11 words a day in their whole days and um so anyway it's actually like an average of about 5,000.
2: Wow, it's way more than I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Oh.
1: Makes you but think. But it's also broken down into like 700 words of actual value. But I don't know who gets to decide that. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what? Apparently, there's... Um, I, now, the source of this sounds dubious, but apparently the average woman speaks around 5,000 words a day and the average man speaks around 2,000. Interesting. Interesting. But the source for this information is called men are lunatics, women are nuts. So I just don't know if that's like peer reviewed. Um, All right.
0: According to The Economist, most average adults have uh, a lexicon of about 20,000 words. Wow.
1: So that is like a fraction. That's 10%. Do you know what I word? I learned a great word today that you will love, Jen. Hang on. Uh, it has a special picture to go with it that I'll send to you. I might just put it in the group Say chat. the
2: word and see if we, if we can guess.
1: Okay, I came across this word in the course of my work. I love my job. Endoparasitoid.
2: Okay, endocrine system. So some sort of hormone-based parasite, parasitoid. That's my guess. Am I in the no. right family? Mm.
1: Definitely right, right realm. I don't know if I'm I'm not sure if that's really involved, but very much in the right realm. It is a parasite that lives inside another animal and ultimately kills it. Uh but wait, Endo. (laughs) I see now. (laughs) There's more. Endo you. Exactly. (laughs) 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 Love it, Cass. (laughs) Okay, here's a little picture for you all to enjoy that actually I found kind of like strangely just so compelling. And I couldn't let it go. Do you know the this way? This has, has got to be the. Is this
2: the tongue? Is this a no. tongue parasite? No, it's not a tongue. On a fish?
1: It's not a tongue. There are put in
2: the chat. Downloading. Click to open. Opening. Stunning. Oh, I
0: love the name. It's just ugh. What <laughs> yeah.
2: Describe what we're looking at here. So that is. Oh
0: my God. It's a maggot full of maggots. <laughs> it is. It's like a balloon. It's like. A confetti balloon, except where there's a balloon, there's a maggot. And where there's confetti, there's more smaller maggots. (laughs) Isn't
1: it just like, I think it's so. Oh, I don't know. There's something like a little bit tasty about it. And I think it's the shine. It's the shine. It looks like it's full of creatures. It's
2: been glazed. Yeah. Uh, And it is truly a piñata from hell.
1: Oh, it's so good. I mean, wowza. But anyway, I digress. I digress. Okay, so the um, Oxford English Dictionary has actually gone through some quite interesting times. Hmm. And it ultimately took 70 years to complete to bring it to its kind of most sort of evolved edition that is now added to year on year now. So -hmm. they kind of finally brought it to a kind of a, a baseline that they could then add to and um, basically like before like 1850 there wasn't any like you know really definitive um, English language dictionary and they weren't really uh, that like regarded as being that important um, in that time. So for example when Shakespeare was writing like there was no English dictionary that he could look things up in Hmm. and does that mean knew, so
2: he could just make it up as he went
1: along? Which I think he did. To the, no, yeah. I, I think, think he did. He did a little bit. But, like, he did also just know the meaning of, like, some really random words. Like, this is an interesting take. Uh, one article I read was, like, how did Shakespeare know what an elephant was without a dictionary? But I feel like, you know, Port Town could have heard from, like, people coming back from, like... You know, toilet, the walls, circus, foreign the circus. Land lands and stuff. But anyway, enter um, a man by the name of Jabba James Murray. Hmm. <laughs> I was expecting expecting like Lord Bond Dictionary Thessalonius Lexiconius exactly um I know I'm sorry I just was like in another tab and then I went to the wrong tab um you know what though he did um assume some extra names uh which were Augustus and Henry so you know he obviously had notions and um, anyway he grew up uh, to be, be a lexic uh, oh fuck it's so hard to say lexicographer okay. um, and he was charged with compiling the English dictionary and he said I can do it in three years <laughs> did it in seven <laughs> not
3: too bad
1: <laughs> it sounds very like me you know and I'm like I'll be there in three and then I'm there in 33 minutes (laughs) so um, anyway he to do the compiling of the English Dictionary he put out a bit of a call for like volunteers to help out and submit um, entries of like different words they come across and liked and um, there was one particularly prolific volunteer who went by the name of (laughs) William (laughs) 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 <laughs> <What>? <laughs> really <laughs> filling this up William John Minor. Smith <laughs> William Minor was a doctor Okay And for years He was just in this correspondence oh, Bad name Willie Little
2: <laughs> 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 You want to be Willie my-
1: Major Really don't you Oh my god yes And as like a lexicographer He was probably so well aware Of his various synonyms Yes. Yeah. Just oh, Poor, poor William Minor, Dickie Little, um. So they were in um this kind of uh, yeah uh, correspondence for years as um William Minor, Doctor William Minor, like continuously sent entries and um James Murray thought like that he was in, well a an incredible resource, um and was doing so much good work for the the whole enterprise. He ended up this guy, Dr William Minor, who like essentially was like a lay person in the field of lexography, lexicography, you know, despite being a doctor, like a medical doctor. Um, but he ended up contributing 10,000 entries to the Oxford English wow. Dictionary. himself. Himself.
0: Like that he was coming up with or he was researching?
1: He was researching Compiling and submitting and- them. Whoa. And when you say by himself, Jen. You are absolutely fucking right. He was so by himself that he was in a cell in Broadmoor Psychiatric Hospital. What? What?
2: Why? Is that a surprise? (laughs) (laughs) I think it is. I was quite surprised. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't think of it. That's just a lot of time on your hands there. I thought in in a
1: cell. Well, funny enough, that's what James Murray said later on. He was like, there's no way. That you know, like he would have been able to contribute to this extent if he had been a practicing doctor full, full on, yes. But um it, so it's, it's so crazy. Like so basically he um William Minor, <laughs> God, I'm having such issues tonight. <laughs> William Minor, um, he was born in Sri Lanka, but he grew up in New England, and he became a doctor. And he was in like uh, the Union Army um, and f- served in the Civil War and uh, in America, like. And um, he served as a field doctor and stuff, but um, he was really troubled by his time in the field. And there is a story, though it's not completely verified, that he was particularly traumatized by the time that he was given the task of punishing. An Irish soldier and um, in the same army as himself and um, by having to he was forced to brand the soldier on the oh face God. with a D oh for deserter God. so Jesus. if we're not totally positive that this definitely took place but it definitely ended up playing a part in his later delusions so it seems like he was if he became mentally ill um, I did read it described as schizophrenia in one source, but um, in another, it's just called mental illness. And he definitely surfaced, suffered from delusions, hallucinations, and like extreme paranoia. And so he was in the army when it was first kind of noted that he was like erratic and not well. And um, now he was devoted to sex workers. And devoted. it's not totally it's not totally i don't know unbelievable that the army perhaps were just a bit like we have an issue with this stick him in saint elizabeth's hospital a, a mental hospital in washington dc F- yeah and um, okay in so this is for frequenting
2: for, for using sex workers too too often or so just this is when he was in his 30s yes okay
1: for his enthusiastic work with sex workers Anyway, so he was in his 30s when he was um, admitted to this hospital and uh, then he w- left, he managed to get out of the hospital and went to London for a change of pace, hoping to improve his medical condition um, and he settled in a place called Lambeth, um, which was, I don't think, a great area, not a great neighbourhood. And he, his paranoia was mounting until eventually one day he fatally shot a man called George Merritt um, who, like, uh, William Minor was just having a delusion about this guy, George Merritt, that had, had nothing to do with real life. Like, he believed George Merritt had broken into his room. So I suppose on some level, he believed he was defending himself. Yeah. And um, oh, in actuality, poor George Merritt had been on his way to work. Okay. So anyway, poor Merritt, this guy, George Merritt, who was shot dead, was uh, the father of six. And expecting a seventh child with his wife Eliza.
2: Just back in those days you're fucked aren't you I mean if oh, that was your a, husband And yeah. you would have seven kids I mean where do you even begin
1: Like you're probably looking at something like a workhouse Like uh, it, certainly in Ireland w- We had workhouses f- Like for, for anyone the who ages. basically slipped mm. through the cracks in any way And yes up until uh, last year <laughs> um, uh, But in England I'm not sure Like, But I presume they had some kind of equivalent And uh, so James Minor was found not guilty by reason of insanity and incarcerated in Broadmoor. Hmm. And um, he was judged not dangerous. Um, So he was allowed to buy and um, read books. And he was actually eventually given, after he kind of um, became uh, involved in compiling the Oxford English Dictionary, he was actually given the neighbouring cell um, to kind of further spread out all his, like... uh, files and books and for his work and stuff. And you know what's really amazing? So after the murder, he apologized to um, Eliza, the widow uh, of the man he'd murdered. Incredibly, Eliza even visited, actually visited him in prison wow. and they had a kind of a, you know, friendship of sorts, like she used to bring him books to work, help with his work on the Oxford English Dictionary. And it was like I saw in one source that like they, they were rumored to have a relationship but I don't think so, to be honest. I just feel like I don't know if James Minor was kind of in that realm. Do you know that kind of way? Anyway. Yeah. He was completely lauded. Um, okay, so actually James Murray had been working with um, William Minor for years before he actually ever realized that he was working with a man who was, like, incarcerated for reasons of insanity. Isn't that mad? And mad. then when he did finally discover, he obviously went down to visit. And, like, they had a really nice, um, you know, like, meeting. And I suppose, like, your man William Minor was kind of, like, recognized for his work. But unfortunately, in 1902... Um, he really declined, and um, so at the, by that point he was in his sixties. Yeah, and he had these delusions that he was being abducted nightly from his cells at cell and being taken away and forced to commit like sexual acts that he didn't want to commit. God. And so then, in the end, he cut off his own penis. Right. Oh my God. Yeah using a knife he had employed in his work on the dictionary yeah and so then his health continued to worsen right after that and that's when his friend James Murray came to his aid and campaigned like fervently on his behalf saying obviously that this guy minor had atoned for like he had expressed so much remorse and he was so ill and he had contributed so much to the English language, and anyway, yes. Minor was released like on the orders of Winston Churchill himself, and deported oh. back to his home country of the U.S. And um, he ended up uh, living to 1920 um, in Connecticut, uh, having moved to a kind of a retreat for the elderly, um, well, as it was called, elderly insane. And um, that is his story. Do you know what he died on my birthday? I mean, did he? It's really neither here nor there. I don't think that's actually a very interesting fact. That um, is interesting, uh,
0: but he, I he, do love when you come across your birthday in a creep. You're like, ah, oh, connected
1: here. I know, isn't that it? You just find that connection, mm. and um, so isn't that, isn't it, so crazy or cool? Like that, there's just this story behind the Oxford English Dictionary.
0: Yes, that there's a creep behind the Oxford I know. English Dictionary.
1: Yeah, and like there's just something so I just feel like it's so nice that there's this sense that like a person as severely mentally ill as that can still make Contribute. such a significant contribution. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And isn't it just like, yeah, it's just something really lovely about it. I mean, apart from all the tragedy and the sadness of, of no, which of. there is so, so he much. Ca- also. He
2: then lived for another 20, odd, 20 years, just under 20 years without a dick. He did. Yeah,
1: and that's say, and you know, Willie Little.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and that's the story of Willie Mine. Yes, Dick yeah. Will, Dick Little, yeah. Dick Little. God, and of listen. course. How going put that together? Circle. Now,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they Thanks, all do. That was thank fucking you, brilliant. You know, that's oh, the kind of story and shout that... out to our listener Lisa Cohen yeah. who actually oh, directed me to that fabulous. And also, um, side note, there was a film made about it called The Professor and the Mad Men. Madman, ah. starring Sean Penn and ugh, Mel Gibson. And apparently it came out last year with very, very good. little fanfare.
2: Excellent. Thank you very yeah. much. That's very much the kind of thing that you're going to, that will crop up on an old table quiz of the future. And you'll exactly. thank, you can thank Sophie White for that one. I'll have your thanks in writing, please. Uh, I'll give you, I'm going to blast through my bulldozer tale for you. Are you ready? I need it. Can I tell you yes. a small... Yes a small thing that I came across today so you know obviously we've all been watching YouTube and watching all mad shit and I've gotten better into this fam- channel 5 family I think they were somewhere in Yorkshire they have 12,000 acres and 9 children right I thought so you're they-
1: 12,000 kids and 12,000
2: I like, acres yes, and 9 kids pretty on brand kids are all involved they, they have a lot of livestock on the farm right and then there's this the uh, it they, they, lambing season and the mum's doing all the lambing making sure the lambs are coming out the right way and helping birth a load of them and uh Then, so sadly one of the lambs is after dying and that just happens and that's sad and then the scene cuts to with the whole family there and very small kids and everyone the skinning of the baby lamb and i was like it's funny why are they doing that you know why immediately then they get the jumper of the skinned baby lamb and then they stuff a live's head a live lamb's head through it and then make this live lamb where the skin of the dead lamb <laughs> in order then for this which turned out to be a kind of abandoned baby lamb to be adopted into a new to a mother
1: so it's kind of like a the mother of the dead baby's lamb it's ed like
2: geene isn't, isn't, isn't that, that fucking work, mental yeah. isn't nature amazing but also that's uh, that's us interfering with it but Dad, i thought was pretty dark and interesting anyway yeah. here's the story right This is a story set in a town called Granby in Colorado. The year, I do believe, is 2004, right? This guy's name is Marvin Haymayer. He is a nice man, according to a lot of people in the town. It's a really small town. Everybody likes Marvin. Marvin makes his daily work by fixing something called mufflers, which I believe are to do with cars. I think, and uh, that's what he does. He's a mechanic and he works out of a shop and that's what he does with his life and he's very happy. He makes a good kind of wage. Everything's going great for Marvin. Until one day when a new company rolls into town, this cement company, right? And they want to set up shop, build their cement company adjacent to Marvin's uh, mechanics. But what they'd be doing if they did that is kind of cutting off access to marvin's shop taking all the car parking spaces away and marvin was like you can't do it so he set off trying to petition everyone in the town and the local county council to stop don't let this happen this will, it will kind of kill my whole career so he's going on and on with this getting more and more frustrated as time goes by as he's not getting anywhere with it and then eventually. The town, by way of a brown envelope, potentially give permission to this uh, cement factory to go ahead and build on no. in front of Marvin's place, right? So Marvin was like, This is fucking shit, right? Not only that, but also Marvin finds out that his uh, girlfriend of several years has been having an affair no things start uh, to things are starting to yes Marv it things and they start clocking up fast right because this company builds next door and they basically cut him off from the mains so that gives him no access to his uh, sewage tank and his electricity and stuff right and he was like okay well it's gonna dig a big hole here and create my own septic tank then the council send him a bill for two and a half grand it's like a fine (gasps) he has to be set up on the sewage right Oh and he's God. like, I can't do that because I—that means I'll have to go under this company. There's no fucking way they're going to let me. And they said no to him.
1: So Marvin was like, "Marx, like, fuck this town. He literally cropped us to the whole lot of them. He,
2: he, look, we have to remind ourselves that Marvin is a nice man. Everybody liked him. He was a mm. decent, law-abiding citizen until things just fucking stacked up too far right good good guy having a bad day as
1: we've Quote, learned dr cassidy
2: so anyway marvin's like right fuck this i'm gonna build i'm gonna bulldoze my way through the ground and make my own entrance fuck them i'm gonna get my own entrance going to my mechanics i'll sort out the sewage thing later so
1: God, anyway fair play to him. does he have his own bulldozer
2: well he bought he buys one to do yeah. this
1: so somewhere kind of a rental situation yeah. no and this thinking, is 100 percent wouldn't it be fun if you were having a really bad time, like maybe a bad stretch of weeks, maybe in yeah. lockdown from I don't know a pandemic, mm. and you rented a bulldozer and just mm-hmm. took to the streets of your locale and just well, so you are fucking way the... ahead of me because okay. this is pretty. Much just what straight to straight Marvin So
2: Marvin, okay, he bought the bulldozer. He had full plans to do this. The council, the council were leaning in; they fucking knew he was going to do something. So he kind of locked himself away, right? And there was a few visits. Um, from the council to Marvin in his mechanics shed but nobody spotted anything unusual he Marvin as far as they were concerned was just keeping the head down little did they know what Marvin was actually doing so Marvin had pulled in this brand new bulldozer and Marvin was armoring this thing up to the fucking hilt okay so And I don't mean it with guns necessarily, although I think there was guns. uh, There was, sorry, I tell a lie. There was also kind of shooting elements to this too, right? So imagine your bulldozer. And so Marvin had created, at some point, they were 12 inches thick. So what he did was two pieces of steel and he filled the interior with cement. So this thing was complete, like a sarcophagus, it's been described. Then... Uh, Also, many cameras on the outside. And then inside, he had his small TVs hooked up to the cameras so he could see where he was going. He also had a couple of guns uh, lined up on the outside too that he could control from the interior. And then where the screens were, uh, sorry, the cameras were attached to the outside of the tank, he had like, I don't know, six-inch plexiglass, bulletproof plexiglass. Oh my God, like
1: Marvin was really handy.
2: Yeah, he He was amazing. He just, he was pushed to the fucking edge, Sophie, right? So anyway, one day when the weather was right, he loads himself into his tank and he just bulldozers the fuck through the wall of his uh, studio and he takes to the town. Not only does he just take to the town, he specifically like this thing was unstoppable he he the targets the size of it Jen? he targets the city hall he's going through all of the sort of council owned properties of the town he's oh cut 13 Jesus. buildings he just plowed them fucking down what? at this point the police were everywhere uh nobody they were shooting at this thing it was impenetrable they couldn't get Anywhere near, there's police on top of the tank who were like trying to get into it somehow, couldn't. This was not pictures. stopping Mark. This video stuff, he was roaming around, bulldozing everything he could find for three hours. Three hours? Like, so he, Marvin was in there, could see where he was going, and was not only that, but he was shooting at propane filled areas. He was also taking out oh, masks, fuck. like electricity masks, seemed to be specifically. Doing that, he killed and injured nobody. Oh my god! It gosh. was specifically to fuck up the council. He made oh, more than seven million of million dollars worth of damage with this killdozer. dozer, right? Yeah, three hours are. This thing's going three hours. The local police have called in. The na- they've, they're they trying to get a hold of the National Guard because they want to send in a sniper helicopter with a torpedo to stop this fucking thing, right? <gasps> oh my God. And they were on the verge of okaying that, arriving into this fucking tiny town in Colorado. And uh, when kind of Marvin's kill dozer ran aground. So he busts into... <sighs> a building so one of the tracks uh, was still on the ground and the other had sort of gone down a level so he was he was finished he couldn't move forward or back okay? yeah. he was stuck, stuck. And, uh, so the police surrounded it and they heard a single gunshot and Marvin <gasps> took his own life in there and it took them oh, fuck. fucking ages to get his body out of it and uh, he did all this damage and you know the thing about this story is he's kind of lorded as a sort of hero on one hand he's deaf. He, he just got like pushed to the fucking edge exactly like you said Cass. just a really good guy just having pushed a really, too
0: far. really bad day. having a
2: very bad day now there was a lot of premeditative work put into this but there really was yeah but he
0: built a, a big Mm-hmm. Fucking looks like a tank on
1: top of a bulldozer. It looks like Absolutely. a building on top of a bulldozer, doesn't
2: it? It was an like amazing amount of damage. Cement. The best bit of a uh, bit of video I saw was it leaving the CCTV camera of it just bursting through the wall of his studio. Like there was no like getting opening oh. the garage doors and leaving. He just exploded out. So yes, he did. He had three gun ports on it, and. Um, so he was shooting around the place. But it, but it did seem that he didn't intend to hurt anyone. Now Marvin also has a series of uh, audio tapes that he's recorded. And uh, they are just, a lot of them talking just about him having tried everything. You know, he just couldn't see a way forward here. He was financially in a, in a hole. There was just no way of claiming back his, the life he, he once had. And that's the story of Killdozer and the end oh of God. Marvin but it it's, is a t- it is a lesson you can't push people
0: that far no there's only so much there's only so
2: much a human can take that's true so anyway that concludes my story and that probably concludes our episode that is i've it never heard that ever well i'm I dying i can't loaded. believe
0: we haven't seen these images before because it is oh, yeah.
2: wild get up there and get those vi- their videos cass they're brilliant and because it's a tank it's so slow it's just like this heavy slow moving yeah. rage machine that's nothing can st- stand in its way and um, I'll be thinking about Marv tonight when I have another gin and tonic and I'll toast to Marvin uh, it's just another to Marvin. to him to him
1: and uh, and fuck the local county council
2: ultimately yeah Anyway, I, mean, I do God. always
1: believe that they've just granted building permission for like a block of apartments. Yeah. On my road. Oh, so, so they've done. just with granted no provision for parking for the that's apartment. What I'm and really they've, just, annoyed about.
0: they've just granted another student block of apartments
1: around where I live. Essential. Yeah. Absolutely essential like, with dreadful. nobody ever attending college again. ever again and and not being able to
2: repurpose these rooms in any way because no one has a a kitchen bed and a kitchen shared with 40 strangers it's not anyway look lads it's all gone to hell in a handbag but if you're thirsty (laughs) for more you know where to find us and we're back doing our lives and we did our first one last thursday it was sensational (laughs)
0: <laughs> if you haven't been to the lives all year like we, we've been doing them now since march there's loads of them there on the patreon if you haven't and you're nervous and you feel like it's a little community of people don't worry that it's hard every week in. there's new people mm-hmm. every week there's new people they're just as confused as you might be mm-hmm. it is always open sign up join in be horrified get in involved real time
2: we're here for you and it's that's me patron.
1: com forward slash the creep dive. the
2: creep dive. come on in and thank you so much to all of our reg- regulars we, we love and appreciate you we'll see you on Thursday thank you bye bye bye, bye.